get out. I don't wag it on camera. I pull up and do this shit. I don't do it. What the fuck say? No faking. No faking. Hear me? This shit for real. Oh, my mama, Kate, how you think I'm playing? Kate, I'm for sure this shit. This shit so real, my guy. That's the sound of the mass shooting suspect police said was broadcasting his murders on Facebook Live in Memphis Thursday. Details coming up. Also, suspect in the murder of investigative newspaper reporter arrested in Las Vegas on Thursday. Details on this edition of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty. And let you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 234 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time. A lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. So, yeah. Police tell us, and, and, and we've seen, I just played you the audio, a guy driving around the Memphis metro area, he even dipped down down into um, Mississippi, across the state line at one point, carjacking people, shooting people. And Memphis, Shelby County, Tennessee, has just hired... One of those George Soros prosecutors. So you think it's bad now? Wait till February when they uh, reform the bail system and make it easier for violent criminals to walk out of jail while uh, awaiting trial. Know what I'm saying, Holmes? Yeah, this is not going to get better in Memphis. It's going to get worse. But Memphis... uh, Television reporters stepped up. And we need to give them some credit. And I need to play for you what some of them were doing and saying. Um, WMC-TV. Action News 5, WMC-TV, Joyce Peterson. Did a great job, but it's just heartbreaking. The 19-year-old suspect in this active shooting situation who caused such chaos and terror in our city for the last several hours has been captured. Let me step out of the way. We are in Whitehaven right now. Huge law enforcement presence. When we arrived on the scene, we could see smoke coming from behind that line of law enforcement cars and all those officers standing there. That smoke was reportedly coming out of the suspect's car. Here's what I can tell you. Okay, we know he carjacked someone at Poplar and Evergreen. We know that he then made it to South Haven, where he carjacked someone else. Inside that car was a weapon. He comes back to Memphis. He's spotted somewhere near 51, the main drag through Whitehaven. Police pursue to this location. He wrecks out. He was barricaded inside the car. Smoke started coming out of the car. Not sure why. Uh, maybe five, ten minutes passed uh, between the time when we saw the smoke and when Memphis police announced that the 19-year-old suspect is in custody. Uh, at this point, I can tell you that 
at least three people have been injured. A woman at the BP at South Parkway East and I-240. There was a man who was shot at an auto zone. And there was the driver of the gray Toyota SUV who was carjacked to Poplar and Evergreen. The man shot in the auto zone. Those were the sounds of the gunfire you heard to start off the show. This idiot who, if found guilty, should be put down like a dog. He was showing out, talking about how this real, skin real, uh, no faking, no faking. Walks in the auto zone, just starts shooting a guy. No rhyme, no reason. No, 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 no. Yeah, of course, of course. His defense lawyers are going to point to uh, substance abuse problems. I don't care what he was high on. If he murdered people, he needs to be put down. Anyway, um, here is uh, here is more of reporter Joyce Peterson, Action News 5, WMC-TV, Memphis. Trying to put the pieces together as best I can. We're obviously going to have to wait for Memphis police to give us the official timeline on this terror that this young man caused in our community. But right now, you are looking live at the scene in Whitehaven where this young man has been captured. It is, what, 9.20. First shooting was 4.30, so five hours. Um, Mattis stopped its trolley and bus services during this time. AutoZone Park was on lockdown. People inside told to evacuate the seats to go inside the building. The U of M sent an alert out to students. The city of Memphis issued a stay-home warning on social media. Memphis police repeatedly said, stay home. This young man is armed and dangerous. So why did he go on the shooting rampage? That is what we will be trying to figure out over the next few hours and next few days. I will not be posting to social media any of his Facebook attacks that he broadcasts live, nor anything on IG, Instagram, where he went after Facebook disconnected, deleted his account. But we will be working as best we can to figure out what triggered this young man. All right, that's uh, Joyce Peterson, Action News 5, WMC-TV. We have uh, one more clip from her. It's much shorter. And it is heartbreaking. And I know... Memphis is tired right now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm with you all. Memphis is tired right now. The Eliza Fletcher kidnapping and abduction and murder. The other crimes we've had this year leading up to this. It's difficult right now. Bear with me. It's a very nerve-wracking night. It's- yeah, it is. It's the same city where Eliza Fletcher was uh, kidnapped and murdered just the other day. Out jogging, first thing in the morning. People are like, well, you shouldn't go jogging in Memphis at 4.30 in the morning. True, you shouldn't. But that, uh, that shouldn't be an issue, you know? It... Um, it really shouldn't be an issue. All right, ABC 24 in Memphis. Well, I was first here to get on the scene here at Poplar in Auburndale. Um, not far from here is where a woman was shot um, after an eyewitness to that shooting said uh, that that uh, suspect with that uh, handgun, uh, quote, was acting like he was hurt going up to a couple of vehicles after a four-car crash in the area. Um, I did learn from him that uh, he went up to uh, this woman. He says that she was uh, in scrub. She was in her car, but she was also getting out, uh, likely to uh, figure out this car wreck situation and uh, he shot her. Uh, so so right now we, we do believe, based on this eyewitness account, that it, it was someone in the medical profession who, who was shot here. Uh, we have since learned um, that that person uh, you know, was rushed to the hospital. Um, and we're still, of course, it's an emotional scene. Yeah, it is. It truly is. This uh 
This guy never should have been out of prison. He got a three-year um, sentence for aggravated assault. They dropped the attempted murder charge. See, So he got a three-year sentence for attempted assault. Got out after 11 months. They dropped the attempted murder charge on him. Wonder what they'll do with his uh, charges now. Huh? I mean, without even seeing the video, you hear this 20 seconds. What do you think should be done to him? Get out. I don't wag it on camera. I pull up and do this. I don't do What the say? No faking. No faking. Hear me. This for real. Oh, my mama, Kate, how you think I'm playing? Kate, I'm for sure this shit here. This shit so real, my guy. If found guilty, he needs to be put down like a dog. See, I know that our Constitution says that we don't do cruel and unusual punishment, no matter what the crime was. But now think about it. When they ratified the Constitution, um, we had public hangings. We had firing squads. The founders didn't think that was cruel and unusual punishment. Cruel and unusual punishment means, you know, we weren't going to draw and quarter anybody. You know, that would be cruel and unusual. We weren't going to put anybody on the rack and torture him to death. That would be cruel and unusual. No, no, no matter how heinous their murder was, we weren't going to follow suit. But a good old public hanging or a firing squad, there's nothing cruel and unusual about that as far as our founders are concerned. So you gotta, you got to keep things in perspective, you know? And, you know, this guy, and that's another thing, we're guaranteed the right to a speedy trial, right? Yeah. I mean, unless you're a January 6th protester. If you're a January 6th defendant, you can sit in jail for a couple of years and not get a trial. But this guy, I don't know, something tells me, just the way I feel about it, he shouldn't have to wait till 2023 for a trial. This guy needs a speedy trial. You know what I'm saying? I would say a change of venue also. That's never going to happen. Because his defense attorneys are going to think, no, I think uh, with this new prosecutor we got in Memphis, our guy might just escape. They're not going to ask for a change of venue. I wish they would. Get him out of Memphis, maybe, uh, maybe try him in Jackson, Tennessee, something like that. Just a thought. Just a thought. All right. Um, Memphis Police Department did a press conference in which they announced the timeline of this savagery. And it's worse than the television reporters were aware of when they were doing their reporters, when they were doing their reports earlier. Because, see, here is the challenge for journalists, especially in the broadcast media. You want to get it right, but you're all also having a difficult time um, gathering information until the police make their official announcement, you know? So no knock on the TV reporters. I mean, they were just doing the best they possibly could um, with what was available to them. Let's put it that way. So then along about midnight, Thursday night, the police did their official announcement. And so that really put the timeline 
into perspective. So it went something like this. On September 7th, 2022, at 12.56 a.m., officers responded to a shooting in the 3100 block of Lindale Avenue. Officers located a male victim in the driveway. The male was pronounced deceased on the scene. The homicide suspect was known as Zeke Huncho. All right, so that's one dead was later identified as Ezekiel Kelly, 19 years old. At 4.38 p.m., officers responded to a shooting in the 900 block of South Parkway East. Officers located a male victim in his vehicle with multiple gunshot wounds. He was pronounced deceased on the scene. Video surveillance at the business revealed a black male pulled up next to the victim in a gray sedan. That's two dead. The suspect fired multiple shots and fled south on College Street. At 4.40 p.m., officers responded to a shooting at Norris Road and Interstate 240. Officers located a female victim with a gunshot wound to the leg. The victim was transported to the hospital non-critical. The suspect fled in a dark color sedan eastbound on Norris Road. At 5.59, officers responded to a shooting in the 4000 block of Jackson Avenue. Ezekiel Kelly was on Facebook Live when he opened fire inside the store. Officers located a male with a gunshot wound. He was transported to the hospital in critical condition. At 6.12 p.m., we received information from a concerned citizen that suspect was on Zeke Huncho's Facebook Live stating that he was threatening to cause harm to citizens. At this time, the Memphis Police Department launched a citywide search for the assailant. We deployed additional manpower and asked for assistance from partner agencies to locate Ezekiel Kelly. We began to utilize our social media platforms to alert citizens and contact our local media agencies to alert our citizens of the impending danger. At that time, we also recommended that they shelter in place. At 7.23 p.m., officers responded to a shooting at Poplar Avenue in North Evergreen. A female who had been shot was located on the scene. The suspect took the victim's vehicle, a gray SUV, and fled the scene. At 7.24, officers responded to a shooting at Poplar Avenue and North McLean Boulevard. A male victim who had been shot was located and transported to the hospital, non-critical. What about that female victim? You didn't tell what happened to her. Was that the woman who responded to the suspect who acted like he was in an accident and needed help and she got out of her car and scrubs and he shot her? Was that who we're talking about? Because I don't think she made it. That's odd. Let me back this up. What about the female victim? Hmm? A female who had been shot was located on the scene. The suspect took the victim's vehicle, a great S. What happened to her? TV and fled the scene. At 7.24, officers responded to a shooting at Poplar Avenue and North McLean Boulevard. A male victim who had been shot was located and transported to the hospital, non-critical. At 8.55 p.m., officers responded to the 800 block of West Rains regarding a shooting. Officers located one female victim on the scene with gunshot wounds. She was pronounced deceased on the scene. I wonder if that's the woman in scrubs who got out of her car to help the young man who then shot and killed her. I'd like a little bit more, you know, detail here from the uh, Memphis Police Department, but I, I don't know why we're not getting that. We, we get it from the TV stations. At 8.56, South Haven Police Department responded to the area of State Line Road and Highway 51 regarding a carjacking. The suspect carjacked the victim at gunpoint and took a gray Dodge Challenger. South Haven is Mississippi across state lines. Leaving behind the gray SUV that was taken from the Poplar Avenue and North Evergreen location. 
the victim was uninjured at this scene. At 8.58 p.m., Memphis police officers spotted the Dodge Challenger northbound on Interstate 55 from State Line Road. A high-speed pursuit began. The pursuit terminated at Hodge Road and Ivan Road. The male driver, identified as Ezekiel Kelly, was taken into custody without incident by the Memphis Police Department in the Shelby County Sheriff's Office. Two weapons were visible inside the vehicle where Kelly was. The Homicide Division and other investigative units are actively working these crime scenes now, and numerous felony charges are pending. We will consult with our District Attorney's Office and DA Steve Mulroy and release all charges after Kelly is officially charged and transported to 201 Poplar Avenue. At this time, we will have comments from Mayor Jim Strickland. Sure. All right, we'll get you the mayor here in a minute. But this Steve Mulroy guy, he's a, he's a Soros prosecutor. And Soros doesn't pour money into getting these guys elected to be hard on crime. He pours money into getting these guys elected to be soft on crime, to make it easier for criminals to murder people. So it's, it's not going to go well. It's But, hey. Memphis elected the guy. Apparently, a majority of people in Memphis want more of this. Get out. I don't wag it on camera. I pull up and do this. I don't do What the f- say? No faking. No faking. Hear me. This for real. Oh, my mama, Kate, how you think I'm playing? Kate, I'm for service shit here. This is so real, my guy. I'm killing for real. That's what they voted for. All right, coming up, um, we've got details on the arrest of a government official and the murder of a reporter, an investigative reporter in Vegas. And we also will be hearing from the mayor of Memphis. Now, I looked. I did a little bit of research before we started the show, and I I couldn't find out if this uh, Memphis mayor had endorsed this Soros prosecutor or not. He sound, he's going to sound pretty angry, and so maybe he didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Because if he has any sense at all, I think he probably does. He can see what's coming. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Thank you so much once again to our advertisers, our friends, for making it possible for us to do what we do, the Doc Washman Show, five times a week. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, 
planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Thank you so much again to Jonathan Presswood, our friendly financial advisor at Edward Jones, and Mitch Ward, our friendly car dealer at Red River Your Way. We appreciate our advertisers, our friends, for making it possible for us to do what we do here five times a week at the Doc Washburn Show. All right, so the mayor. The mayor has some thoughts. This is uh, Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland. Apparently, Memphis, the city of Memphis has a mayor, but also the county has a mayor. Now, the mayor of the county endorsed this new George Soros prosecutor. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. I mean, you think crime in Memphis is bad now. Just wait until a person can commit a violent crime and then get out with no bail. I mean, as it is, how many people do you know that if they need to drive through Memphis, they're driving through Memphis, they're not getting off the interstate, you know? Just a, just a thought, just a question. Two or three times a year, my wife and I drive from Little Rock, Arkansas to Panama City, Florida to see family because my wife won't get on a plane. She's got motion sickness. Um, you think we're going to stop in Memphis for any reason? No. No. Absolutely not. Gee, I wonder why. I mean, if it gets much worse, we might just, uh, instead of going Little Rock to Memphis to Tupelo to Birmingham to Montgomery, we might just go down through the uh, Arkansas Delta and go through uh, Mississippi. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, Memphis is out of control. And the mayor seems to realize it. Not the mayor of the county, but the mayor of Memphis. I want to first express my deepest sympathy and condolences to the victims and their families who are suffering from this senseless murder rampage. I am angry. I am angry for them. And I'm angry for our citizens who had to shelter in place for their own safety until this suspect was caught. This is no way for us to live. And it is not acceptable. The people of our city were confronted with the type of violence no one should have to face. Ezekiel Kelly was charged with criminal attempted first-degree murder 
but pled guilty in April of 2021 to the lesser charge of aggravated assault. He was sentenced to three years, but only served 11 months in prison and was released on March 16, 2022, less than six months ago. These evil actions show why truth in sentencing is a must. And we should do all we can to make our city safe. We should not be terrorized by anyone. Anyone who wants to strike fear in our hearts and take away what we love about Memphis. We must unite around this principle and stand up to the challenge of violent crime in our city. If Mr. Kelly served his full three-year sentence, he would still be in prison today and four of our fellow citizens would still be alive. Thank you to the state legislature, led by Speaker Sexton and Lieutenant Governor McNally for passing truth and sentencing. From now on, three years for aggravated assault means three years. Our judicial system is too often a revolving door. I don't know. Your new prosecutor might just ignore that law. What it's worth. A citizen emailed me today, and she said, quote, until, unless, there are real consequences for criminal behavior, it will continue. I agree 100%. We need our courts. We need additional state laws to stop this revolving door. And I need the public to make your voices heard by those decision makers. I want to thank the men and women of the Memphis Police Department and all supporting law enforcement agencies who supported in capturing the suspect tonight and, of course, aided in the search for Liza Fletcher earlier this week. This has been a painful week in our city. But I have hope for Memphis. I have love for Memphis. And I know that united we will endure. Thank you. And I'll now bring up uh, Steve Mulroy, District Attorney General. Yeah, I couldn't find any uh, good audio on Steve Mulroy, the... uh Soros prosecutor. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. So, um, Andy Ngo, Andy Ngo, the uh, the great reporter, um, he uh, was doing some reporting on this. That's where I got the video of the guy walking in the auto zone and shooting somebody. Cold blood. So Wednesday evening he was saying law enforcement in Memphis, Tennessee issued alerts over a young black male live streaming himself carrying out random shootings. And he had photos of the at-large and armed and dangerous Memphis shooter broadcasting his shootings on Facebook. And then the updates, Memphis Police Department say, said the uh, 19-year-old active shooter carjacked a woman on Poplar, took her gray Toyota SUV. What does it say? The woman was shot. 
gunman at the center of a citywide manhunt in Memphis is 19-year-old Ezekiel Dewan Kelly. Meanwhile, his Facebook account was quickly taken down, but Andy Nyo saved some of the photos. He said, I looked into the criminal history of Ezekiel Dewan Kelly, Memphis gunman. Last year, he was convicted of aggravated assault and sentenced to three years prison, but was released early. His attempt to murder... And other felony charges were dismissed. Attempted murder charge dismissed. So now today he's been charged with actual murder. See, so maybe that's what happens. Maybe that's what happens. Andy Nyo says local media reported Ezekiel Kelly, the Memphis gunman, pretended to need help before shooting the woman who tried to help him. The um, media reported police at Ivan Road and Hodge Road in Memphis managed to arrest Memphis gunman Ezekiel Kelly. He crashed the vehicle he carjacked. The arrest runs counter to Black Lives Matter and left-wing claims that black suspects are always shot dead. Yeah, how about that? how that happened? How did that happen? So, so they didn't shoot him dead, even though he's a black suspect. Huh. Because that's what we're told. That is, uh, we're always told they take white suspects peaceably and black suspects they always shoot. That's what Black Lives Matter always says. That's what Antifa always says. Anyway. Uh, I need to talk about Vegas a little bit. I need to. I need to tell y'all um, what happened in Vegas. So there was a reporter in Vegas recently for the Las Vegas Review Journal, an investigative reporter, who was murdered outside his own home, stabbed. I guess I don't think it was a gunshot. I think it was, he was stabbed to death. And, of course, people are all over social media saying, well, he was the only reporter in Vegas who was still investigating that big mass shooting at that country concert by the guy 30 floors up in the in the hotel a few years ago. He's the only reporter out there still investigating that, Right. So I thought, oh, my goodness. So I did a little research. I studied it, and he he did a lot of exclusive stories about the October 1 shooting a few years ago in the months after it. Didn't see any evidence that he had done anything, any reporting on it recently. But for some people, they like to make things up. And if you call them out and make things up, they'll say, well, how come you aren't on our side? Well, I'm on the side of truth. Anyway, I think 8, eight News Now in Vegas did a really good job on the story. And we've got three different uh, reports from them. As the story developed, I mean, they were all over it. And with each of the three stories, you can see how the they were getting more and more information. And I got to tell you something. Look, I uh, I'm not a journalist. I'm a talk show host. But as a local talk show host in Little Rock, Arkansas, I frequently had to cover local breaking stories as they were breaking. And it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do on radio and it's sure not easy to do on television. So my hat's off to uh, 8 News Now in Vegas. Now, this story is going to start with audio from a video 
of a female reporter confronting the guy who was the lead suspect in the murder of the reporter. For some reason, he had been questioned by police, and then they dropped him off at his place, and he's opening his garage as this female reporter is peppering with him with questions, and, and she's she is a bulldog. She's a fighter. Now, look, we complain about the mainstream media all the time, right? You complain, I complain, we all complain, right? But when a local TV news operation actually does a good job on a breaking news story about a murder suspect being arrested, does a good job, I got to give them credit. I got to give them credit. So at 4 p.m. Mountain Time in Vegas, I think they're on Mountain Time, aren't they? Which have been in three Pacific, four Mountain, five Central, and six Eastern. This is what happened on 8 News Now in Vegas. Four county official Rob Tellis returning home this afternoon in a paper jumpsuit. Sources tell 8 News Now investigators had spent part of the day questioning him about the murder of Review Journal investigative reporter Jeff Gearman. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us at 4. I'm Kirsten Joyce. And I'm Brian Loftus. We have a lot to cover tonight. The 8 News Now investigators with team coverage. David Charms here with more on what Jeff Gearman uncovered. But first, we head out live to Vanessa Murphy. She's been out side of the home all day after police spent all morning and afternoon searching his home, Vanessa. Detectives are zeroing in on public administrator Robert Tellis in this homicide case. The victim, investigative journalist Jeff Gearman. Now, as far as we know, Tellis is inside this home right now. Police dropped him off a short while ago. I tried talking with him. Did you do this? Did you commit this murder? Did you do this? Did why did police go away your vehicle? Do you have a comment? Tellis was with investigators while police searched his home as they look for clues in the stabbing death of Review Journal investigative journalist Jeff Gehrman. He was found stabbed to death outside his home Saturday. Two vehicles were towed from the home of Tellis, one of them appearing to be similar from this vehicle placed near the scene of the murder. Police also released this video of the suspect. Tellis and Gehrman have a history. Gehrman reporting on problems within the public administrator's office including exposing a possible affair. Tellis then lost his bid for re-election in the Democratic primary. Now, Tellis was not happy with Gehrman's coverage. He tweeted about it. So, again, that is one link police are looking at. Back to you. Vanessa, when you tried talking with him, he was wearing a white jumpsuit. Do you know why? Police took his clothes and then gave him that white paper jumpsuit. Again, right now he is a free man. I want to be clear. Uh, he is not facing charges at this time. He was not arrested. Again, as far as we know, he is still inside his home here. But again, police will continue their detective work. They took his clothes. They took at least a couple of vehicles and whatever else from this house. Back to you. All right. They're not going to give up on this story, obviously. Because... They are cultivating sources in law enforcement. That's 8 News Now in Vegas. And they want to deliver the goods, you know, to their uh, their viewers there in the Las Vegas television market. And, you know, uh, Las Vegas is a lot bigger than it used to be. It's a major market now. You got an NFL football team. So 
it's uh, it's all hands on deck in Vegas, and just a very very impressed with this operation of uh, Eight News Now in Las Vegas. They are covering breaking news as it should be covered. Again, it's not easy. It's very difficult. It's not like your regular TV evening newscast where they figured out in advance exactly what they're going to say. And it's all on a teleprompter, and as long as they don't goof up what's on the teleprompter, they're good. Breaking news, something like this, they got to ad-lib. And that's just not the easiest thing in the world to do. So here is, is their next cutaway, their next break-in. Um, 8 News Now in Vegas. We're continuing to monitor our breaking news, and there may be a major development happening right now. So let's get right live to the scene and investigator Vanessa Murphy. Sources tell me Robert Tellis is in custody. Again, sources are telling me Robert Tellis is in custody after we've been here for hours in sort of a barricade situation. Again, Robert Tellis, public administrator who has become the center of a homicide investigation, is now in custody, according to my sources. I'll step out of the way so you can see the scene here, and I'll give you some background. Uh, He, again, is the public administrator of Clark. County. Um, Earlier, an officer knocked on his door. There was no answer. That was about a couple of hours after police dropped him off in a white jumpsuit around two after executing a search warrant at his home and taking two vehicles and his clothes. Now, again, the uh, victim in the homicide investigation is investigative reporter Jeff Gehrman. Okay, I'm going to step out of the way so you can see uh, we see fire leaving the scene here. Metro leaving the scene. Again, you can just see how many vehicles are here. We're going to step out of the way. So again... Robert Tellis became the center of this homicide investigation. The victim was investigative journalist from the Review Journal, Jeff Gehrman. Gehrman was found stabbed to death outside his Northwest Valley home on Saturday morning. Police say they believe he was killed on Friday morning. Again, you see a metro vehicle, a fire vehicle leaving the scene. This neighborhood has really been on lockdown. So again, Robert Tellis is in custody. The public administrator of Clark County who became the center of a homicide investigation. The victim, investigative journalist Jeff Gehrman, who had reported on TELUS and exposed issues in his office. Again, Robert TELUS is in custody, according to my sources. Reporting live, Vanessa Murphy, 8 News Now. So much happening there today with two vehicles taken this morning, including that uh, GMC Yukon Denali, that maroon Denali, which was seen at the crime scene again. And as Vanessa pointed out, uh, Tullis dropped back at that home wearing a white paper painter jumpsuit at about 2.15 p.m. Vanessa, uh, Channel 8 there, getting trying to get word from him as he headed into his garage, then police back on scene. And for hours now, we've been reporting on their efforts to make some contact with him. Now we're getting word from Vanessa that he is in custody. All of this, of course, stemming from the murder that happened uh, Friday evening, the discovery of his body not until Saturday. Saturday, but Metro Police uh, categorizing this as a major case for them, working very quickly, and it looks like they may have uh, their man in custody. Yeah. Yeah, so before I go to uh, print coverage of the situation in, in Vegas, I want to uh, once again give you one last uh, cutaway from, from 8 News Now. Uh, in Vegas, uh, I, I think I just think they're doing a tremendous job. And, and again, why, why is this important? Well, because this is a 69-year-old newspaper reporter who probably could have retired by now, but he loved his job, and a huge part of his job was exposing official corruption. There aren't too many people that do that in the area where I live. I don't know about where you live, 
I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. And as far as around here, well, there's a guy, uh, Mitch McCoy, Fox 16, KRK4. He does it. There's a citizen journalist, Jimmy Cavan. He does a lot of Freedom of Information Act requests. But not a whole lot of call for that with the newspaper in Little Rock every once in a while or the other TV stations. So it's 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 something to um to be proud of when they when they get it right. And every once in a while, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. A newspaper reporter gets murdered just for doing his job. I remember when I was young, high school, college age, there was a guy, reporter in Phoenix, Arizona, and they put a bomb. When he uh, when he started his car, the bomb went off and killed him. So this is a, an age-old problem. Okay, third and final story about the... Uh, Apprehension of the uh, murder suspect in Vegas from 8 News Now, Las Vegas. We are continuing our breaking news coverage here. Jeff German reportedly extensive on the ongoings at the Clark County Public Administrator's Office, calling its current office holder embattled. A yeah, number of articles written, uh, Rob Tullis uh, would go on ultimately to lose the primary race, which took place in June. 8 News Now investigator David Charns here to show us how Tullis responded to Garmin's claims. Yeah, Brian Denise, we can now tell you that our sources have been telling us that a Rob Tullis would likely be charged with murder in this case. We didn't want to jeopardize the investigation as that was going on, but sources were telling us later this afternoon, basically in the past two hours that we've been watching this, that he was going to be arrested in connection uh, with Jeff Gehrman's murder. Now, I want to talk about exactly what the public administrator's office is. These are the people who handle a deceased person's property. If the county can't find any of their family members, they also administer the estate if a family can't do this. And their leader, Rob Tullis, was elected in 2017. This is an elected position. Earlier this year, Jeff Gehrman wrote a series of articles critical of Tullis that Tullis had said led to his primary defeat. Hello, I'm Rob Tullis, and I'm your Clark County Public Administrator. Rob Tullis lays out his county job in this campaign video posted in March. Tullis would end up losing the three-way Democratic primary in June, following review journal investigative journalist Jeff Gehrman's report reporting on his office. Gearman put the loss this way in a June 19th article. Tellus's lagging numbers follow a review journal investigation last month that uncovered an office in turmoil amid claims of bullying and retaliation and an alleged inappropriate relationship between Tellus and a staffer. Unfortunately, I found that there were cases that weren't being closed and hadn't been closed for years. A source with knowledge of the office says Tellus's management style clashed with older staff. The person telling the investigators some employees filed complaints with the county about unworkable conditions. In May, Gehrman reported the county brought in the former coroner to, quote, tackle friction inside the office. His article saying co-workers accused Tellis of carrying on an inappropriate relationship with the staffer, including secretly videotaping Tellis in the backseat of the staffer's car. Tellis denied the allegation, blaming the office issues on, quote, a handful of old time. I'm very happy to say that we've turned that all around under my leadership. But it was clear from online posts, Tellis was not happy with Gehrman's reporting. He writes in one post, Gehrman was dragging him through the mud. Writing on his campaign site, the articles were false and benefited one of his primary opponents. Tellis also wrote Gehrman this letter in June saying he wouldn't let the allegations affect his work. And we're just learning that Metro will be holding a news conference tomorrow with Sheriff Joe Lombardo at 10 o'clock. Adu's now will be carrying that online and on air when that happens. Again, Tellis arrested just a few moments ago. We have asked the county about his employment status today. That was before his arrest. We have not heard back. But again, this is an elected position, and that sort of changes things when it comes to employment status. We'll let you know as soon as we know. I'm David Charns, 8 News Now.
It's, uh, it's extremely troubling. Extremely troubling. When a reporter is murdered for doing his job. Now, the police in Vegas are saying they got their man. Now, we're, we're going to get into uh, what the print media is saying about the uh, the murder and the suspect in Memphis. First of all, thank you so much to our advertisers, our friends, for making it possible for us to do what we do here five times a week. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right, thank you once again to Drs. J.R. Crabtree and his wife, Dr. Tanya Crabtree, our advertisers at Arkansas Cervical Center also, our doctors, they've helped me and my wife and so many people that we know, also our friends. We are blessed to have you guys as advertisers to continue allowing us to be able to do what we do here at the Doc Washburn Show five days a week. All right, Las Vegas Review Journal. Police arrest county official and reporter stabbing death. Let's see how they handle it. About the arrest of someone charged with murdering one of their own. Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis was arrested on suspicion of murder Wednesday evening in the fatal stabbing of Las Vegas Review-Journal reporter Jeff German. Whose investigation of the politician contributed to his primary election loss in June. The stunning development came a day after Las Vegas police asked for the public's help in identifying a suspect in the case. An early morning search of Tellus's home on Wednesday provided the first indication that the Friday killing might be related to German's work exposing public wrongdoing. The investigative reporter was pursuing a potential follow-up story about Tellus in the weeks before he was killed. Police arrived at Tellus' home on Spanish Steps Lane in the Western Valley around 6.30 a.m. Wednesday and knocked off, pardon me, blocked off nearby streets. Shortly shortly before 9 a.m., police released a statement saying they were currently serving search warrants in connection with a homicide investigation. They provided no further information until Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo. Remember, he's the guy who used to always do those uh, press conferences about the October one shooting where so many people were killed at the country concert there from the hotel in Vegas. Anyway, police provided no further information until Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo told the Review Journal at around 6.30 p.m. that Tellus had been arrested. Shortly before that, a Review Journal photographer captured an image of Tellus on a stretcher as he was loaded into an ambulance. 
Las Vegas Review-Journal executive editor Glenn Cook said the arrest of Robert Tellis is at once an enormous relief and an outrage for the Review-Journal newsroom. He said, we are relieved Tellis is in custody and outraged that a colleague appears to have been killed for reporting on an elected official. Journalists can't do the important work our communities require if they are afraid a presentation of facts could lead to violent retribution. We thank Las Vegas police for their urgency and hard work and for immediately recognizing the terrible significance of Jeff's killing. Now, hopefully, the Review Journal, the German family, and Jeff's many friends can begin the process of mourning and honoring a great man and a brave reporter. The breakthrough in the case came after police released an image of a vehicle tied to the homicide suspect, a red or maroon GMC Yukon Denali. Police released the image during a news conference Tuesday afternoon. Later that evening, Review Journal reporters observed Tellus in the driveway of his home, standing next to a vehicle matching the description. Detectives interviewed Tellus while the search of his home was being conducted the following morning. According to authorities, the residence is less than six miles from the home where German was found dead on Saturday, the GMC vehicle and a second vehicle were towed from Tellus's property at about 12.50 p.m. on Wednesday. Attempts to reach Tellus for comment on Wednesday were not successful. When he arrived home around 2.20 p.m., he was wearing what appeared to be a white hazmat suit. He did not respond to reporters' questions as he entered his garage and closed the door. Now, we heard some of that on the uh, the TV newscast. Later, police arrived in tactical gear and surrounded the home while Tellus remained inside. The area was again cordoned off with yellow tape. Police used the area in front of Piggott Elementary School on Red Hills Road at Silk Tassel Drive as command post as police mobile units, fire engines, and medical personnel arrived at the scene. At around 5.45 p.m., an officer walked a young boy and girl, both wearing backpacks, across the street and beyond the crime scene tape to a waiting parent. Other people walked past the tape and asked the stationed officer if they could walk to the school to pick up their children. Red Hills remained closed before Silk Tassel as of 7.50 p.m. After Tellus was arrested, police announced that Chief Lombardo and Captain Dory Corrin would provide an update on the investigation Thursday morning. Las Vegas Justice Court records show that Tellus has an initial appearance scheduled for Thursday afternoon. Clark County District Attorney Steve Wolfson declined to comment on the homicide investigation earlier Wednesday. Oh, there's more. There's more. Uh, and I would recommend the article to you. Reporter had requested more records. Outbursts follow investigation. Acclaimed journalist remembered. I got to tell you, um, you know, I have so much admiration for people or willing to do the investigative work to try to get the uh, the truth out, you know. Especially, you know, the I would think it'd be easier for mainstream media types to investigate a Republican than than a Democrat for obvious reasons. This guy was a Democrat; he lost his his uh, reelection in the Democrat primary, chiefly because. of the work of the investigative reporter who now has been murdered. Outrageous. Just absolutely outrageous. Okay, so that having been said, it's time to say, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Don Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way, big old car dealership in the middle of the USA. 
that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy your car, truck, van, or SUV, the one of your choice online, the way you want to have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. Okay, tweet of the day, Jack Posobiec has it. A reporter asked Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake if she will be Donald Trump's vice president and gets absolutely blown away by her answer. And it went something like this. Did I get everybody? Hey, One more question. Would it happy you to be VP? Is that something you would consider? No. I'm, I'm, I hate, first of all, I don't like Washington, D.C., especially don't like it now. Um, it's funny, though, that that question is asked because for so long, many of you in the media have been trying to act like I don't have the skill to run for governor. Now, apparently, I'm so skilled that you think I should be VP. So, um, I take it as a compliment. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Have you talked talked to Donald Trump about it? I talk to President Trump all the time, and I have not talked to him about that now. I am applying for the job of Arizona governor, and I'm reaching out to the people every single day. Where, Where is Katie Hobbs right now? She should be standing right here, right here answering your questions. How often does she talk to you? If you're MSNBC, maybe all the time. But if you want to ask her a pressing question, she cowers and she's a coward. I'm applying for a job. And the people of Arizona are the hiring manager and they are my boss. And I am going to be here, much to the chagrin of some of you, not just four years as your governor. I'm going to be here eight years as your governor. So have fun and get used to it because we are going places and we're going to have the greatest state in the country. Thank you very much. See, now... She would be governing in the mold of Ron DeSantis of Florida, and it doesn't get any better than that. Great job. Great job. What else can I say? You've been listening to Episode 234 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, Directed by Mick Messy, this has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansur Sempier the Tenth. And that's the way it is, Thursday, September 8th, 2022.